Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we will be reviewing Tiny Epic Defenders. Hi, my name's Shondell. And I'm Peter. And this is All Manner of Things, a podcast where we review board games. This game is for one to four players. It takes about 30 minutes to play. And it's aimed at ages 14 and up. Basic gameplay. Tiny Epic Defenders carries the storyline of Tiny Epic Kingdoms, where you are still in Orgmore and you're a bunch of mixed raced warriors who defend Edenmore, which is the new capital city, from demons in the surrounding areas. The game is set up by, uh, there are a few cards which are different locations, and then there's one card which is the central city card that goes in the middle, and then the other locations are placed in a circle around the outside. The cards have abilities on them that you can use if you're in that location and they also have a threat track with a token that that can go up and down throughout the game as different enemies attack. So the way the game plays is you have a turn deck and you reveal cards from that turn deck. Now sometimes they can be defenders make an action or sometimes it can be an enemy or a dire enemy that actually attacks you. As you go through the cards, you have the opportunity to defend locations where an enemy has attacked. Once the turn deck is depleted, you reshuffle and add in an extra card from the horde deck, constantly increasing the amount of enemies that you have to defend the next time round. Once you've reached the bottom of the horde deck, you reveal the epic foe. This foe is, has a lot more hit points and is a lot more difficult to defeat. During the game, if any of the outside locations uh, reach their maximum threat levels, they've been hit by the enemies so much and you haven't been able to defend or bring that threat level down, then they become destroyed. And when that happens, every time that it, that location gets attacked again, instead the capital city gets attacked and the capital city threat level goes up. Also, once a location's been destroyed, you can no longer use the ability of that location. During the game, when you reveal a dire enemy and manage to defend its attacking, you also can retrieve an artifact. Artifacts help you with special abilities that again make things easier for you to fend off all the enemies which are attacking you. The game ends with you either winning or losing and you're all working together so you all win if you manage to defeat the epic foe and you all lose if the threat level in the capital city ever reaches its maximum. Alright, presentation. I gave this a four. And I gave it a four as well. So it comes in a small box, as all tiny epic games do, which is Slightly. always a plus. Yep. Everything's good quality. I feel like Gamelin Games has gotten to that point now where all their games are coming out and everything's just good quality. The cardstock. Well, this was a pieces. re-release as well. So, yeah, I can imagine the first one wouldn't have been – or I don't think it actually had item meeples to begin with. So That's a relatively new thing. Yeah, and that is it's been amazing. And 
I love the artwork on this one. Yeah, isn't it fantastic? Even I, the individual cards on the artwork is is amazing. Yeah, it's, it really captures that fantasy theme in their artwork on this game. One thing I could say about the artwork is the front box and the instruction manual, the covers on both of those, it just feels like things are a little cobbled together from the card artwork and not actually designed to be kind of like original art. It just kind of feels like, eh, we'll grab a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and we'll, we'll kind of merge them together into one big picture. It does, but I don't fully mind because all the artwork has that almost dark fantasy feel about it so it kind of works well today together kind of but I do see what you're saying Um, my big negative with this game is the bags because that's always a negative we mention even though we have mentioned before that with the tiny epic games there's really no other way to store it because they squish it in a small box so I kind of give them a pass on that I'd like to talk a little bit about the instruction manual if I can and are giving me permission. Sure. <laughs> yes, you can talk about the instruction manual. Yeah, well, look, I think it's fantastic to begin with. Very, uh, I love the pictures that are throughout it, and I particularly like the creating of the card decks, and I constantly refer to that every time I open up this game because I forget how the stacks work. So that's great, and it works really well. However, it does feel a little bit disjointed. Um, I constantly, when we're trying to find answers to certain questions they're not where I need them to be and I don't know whether that's the trying to deal with the space situation with keeping as minimal pages as possible or whatnot but it just feels like there are some it's it's not logically flowing through and and I think there's been even a couple of times when we've been looking for answers and we haven't been able to find them so we've just made up some house rules at that point in time yep just on that Later on this year, we are going to do a podcast on exactly what we're looking for in, in rule books and instruction manuals. So hold on to your hats. Yep. Get ready for that one. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> that one's aimed at all the designers out there to listen and see what gamers actually want when they look through an instruction manual. Absolutely. But that's just, you know, like an ad for the future in episode. And can tune into all manner of things next time. So rookie rating. And I gave this a four. I gave it a three. Mm. Mm. I'm not surprised. Uh, I was toying between three and four myself. But the reason why I gave it a four is that it does, it's one of those games that looks difficult. Yes. But when you start playing it, you go, oh, is that all there is to it? And that's exactly what I wrote down. This game looks way more complex than it is. And I wrote down lots of A's. So you know that I really mean it. Way. Way more complex than it actually is. At the end of the day, it's still a defend the castle. I like to call it defend the castle um, sort of gameplay. And because it's a co-op, you guys can work with your strengths. And if someone's able to pick up that game mechanics faster than the others, that can help and guide the other people along. So really good. And it's not like they've got all these actions on the cards and they've got all these... I don't know, all these cards you have to play through and there's this deck and there's that deck and it's when you're looking at it and especially with the artwork as well, I think it makes it look more complicated. It looks like a really heavy fantasy game and that can put off a rookie. Yeah. But yeah. once you start playing, you're like, there's oh, nothing to is, it. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not in a bad no, way. No, no, no. But, but, but the rounds are over fast yeah. and you've only got so many things you can do. You kind of already have an idea where you're going to go to defend or 
I suppose, uh, to put out the fires, literally put out the fires yeah, yeah. on these cards. Well, not not actually literally on the cards because the cards aren't burning, mind you. But, you know, figuratively. the cards. Figuratively. Figuratively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, but there is a fire token that you, you're taking down. So, yep. yes. But there's six actions written on your character card, but you really only use two of them. Yes. They almost need to separate out those two that you actually use. Until you get to the tiny the epic foe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, player interaction. Um, I gave this a four. <laughs> Thanks. Let me have a check too. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Say something. Well, I gave it a five. And the reason why I gave it a five um, is because it's a co-op. Once again, if you've got, you've got a co-op and... It's not, the interaction is always going to be nice and high. You're going to have people that are going to be discussing actions and deciding what actions other people should be taking. And again, it's down to the people in the room whether you is going to dominate, I suppose, over the other people. Are you going to be a passive player? Are you just going to sit there and go, I don't know, whatever you want to do with my character? Then that's not going to work so great. But at the end of the day, get a good team. We've all talked about this numerous times. Yeah. Get a good and bunch I've of people. I've sort of said that as well. You know, it's high because it's a co-op, but that's not always a good thing because, I don't know, I found with this game is especially maybe if you've got a bit more experience, you tend to go a little bit overboard and telling others what to do at the start, especially because others will be looking at all those six actions on the cards going, what am I supposed to do? And you're sitting there telling them, actually, really, you're only going to do two of those things Yeah. Um, yeah. until later in the game. So I don't know. That's why, you know, I didn't give it a five because I thought there is that this game leads itself a little bit more to people telling each other what to do. But there is, you know, on the positive, as well as it being a co-op, the rounds are fast, Mm. there's low downtime. And also what works really well is the cards with shared actions. So you've got cards that come out that say like the blue player gets three actions. And then you've got these other cards that come out and they say, there's three actions available to be shared amongst the players as yes. you see fit pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And that means you really have to work together because even though you almost always want to be the one having the actions, you want to be having those, but you've got to look around and see where people are and what they can do with those actions and see who really will help the most by using those actions at that time in the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, it's definitely a good mechanic and I I like that and I like the idea that you get an extra action once at least one of the locations is destroyed. destroyed. So it gives you that extra, you're being hit quite badly, but at the end of the day, what's going to happen is you're going to have that ability to have more chance of actually getting in and defending those other locations. So balance. What did you give balance? I gave it a three. And I kind of went off tangent here and gave it a five. (laughs) All right. Look, although this, because it's a co-op, it's difficult to talk about balance. Yes. I think when it comes to balance, it's all about those extra powers that each one of those characters has. Okay, that's where you've gone off tangent. Yeah, and look, you, you can get a lot out of those cards and those powers that the people have and like I do feel like some of those characters are particularly powerful if you only play them with one or two characters I think that the, if you play with four people uh, you're going to end up with 
been able to use pretty much any of those characters. And that it just feels like it's been well tested, well played through, and that you're going to have to balance your character set with the number of players you're actually playing. Yep. Well, in terms of the normal things that we look at with balance, which is the rookie versus expert, and I know you say it's difficult with a co-op to judge this because you're all working together. So if you win, you know, is that because it's easy for a rookie or is it because you had an expert on the table? But the one thing I can say about that is the more you play this game, the better you get yeah, at it, I think. that's true. Because you realise which special abilities work the best and how to use them well and how yeah. to use them properly, yep. you start to realise how, like when you're first playing, you don't want to lose any health because it feels like such a bad thing. The more you play, the more you realise actually it's more about balancing how much health you lose before you can go heal yourself and definitely, that sort of thing. Definitely, definitely. So in terms of a rookie versus an expert, I do say an expert, it's it's not balanced because I think the more you play it, the better you are. In terms of that strategy versus luck, at first I was like, man, this game is really high luck because you're shuffling the cards and it really does depend on when the cards come out and what cards come out. But then when I thought about it, the game actually starts off high luck but increases strategy as you go because as you play through the rounds, you're getting more and more familiar with what cards are there and what locations are likely to be mm, hit. Mm, sure. And especially when the dire enemies come out, and you start, you know exactly where they're going to hit. So you've got to think, okay, if we can be there. So there is definitely still and, a lot of luck in it when and, that card's drawn. And the items as well. Yeah. When you finally get those items in your hands. And look, the first time we played, I think we only got like one or two items out. Yep. Now that we've played it like you know, five or six times, we're pretty much fully kitted up before well, the... you are. Yeah. <laughs> We're fully kit up before the epic foe comes out. And I think that's really exciting. It's yeah. great to be able to, in the previous tiny epic series, you do get the feeling like in some of them, uh, the one I'm thinking of particularly is tiny epic zombie, where you only end up with maybe one or two weapons. Yeah. And you, it's you, not you, easy it's to not, get the items for know. the item we for yeah, all yeah, those games. Yeah, but this one here seems a little bit easier and, and I kind of like yeah. that. I kind of like one by the end of the game that you are like full strength, full power, ready to take on the final epic bad guy. Yeah. That's cool. That's an awesome feeling. So replayability. Replayability, I gave a three. And I gave it a three as well. So it's, it's interesting though because when I tried to think through it, I'm like, why have I given it a three? Because you've got different epic foes that you play each game. Yeah. You can yeah. shuffle in different dire enemies. You can yeah. you shuffle up the layout of those locations so you get different layout of locations. There are lots of heroes available in this game. It's a quick setup as well. So there's got all these positives going for replayability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I could play it a couple of times in a row because it's quite a quick game. Yep. Like it says 30 minutes, but, you know, depending on how you play, I could play it a couple of times in the row. I'll be happy to do that. So why did I mark it down? I don't know. It's got a little bit of the feeling like a game that I like and I appreciate, but I just can't see myself playing all the time, if that I, makes I might sense. Be, I might be able to help you out with some of um, what you're saying there and see whether you agree with, with it, the reason yep. why I gave it a three. This game is the type of game where you want to play again if you lose, yes. I suppose. Yep. If you win, is there any point in playing again? Maybe not. Who knows? 
the second point is that if you don't shuffle in those bad guys correctly and you keep bringing out the, the same, same bad guys, mm. you, you, it feels like, oh, this guy again, you know? I don't know. You just feel like... And I'm just I'm not even talking about the uh, the, the epic foe, but I'm just talking the about the, the dire enemies. Exactly. Yeah. We found that we're pulling out the same dire enemy like three times in a row yeah. and it was too much for us. We we're like, no, we, we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, let's just take that one out of the deck, shuffle that, shuffled up the dire enemies and pull out a different one. I mean, at least you've got the ability to do that. But I it still feel... It could just be a terrible shuffling. It, it could be. the problem here. I, I, I feel like... There needs to be a little bit more dire enemies. This game is like Dominion in that I do really like Dominion and yeah, I appreciate it yeah. as a game, but I'm probably only going to play it, I don't know, once a year maybe. And okay. I, I, there's yeah. no real reason why. Yeah. I just, I'm drawn to other games more. I, I Especially like if you think about the Tiny Epic series, I'm drawn to other games in that series more than this one. Mm, true, fair, fair point. But this game does play... Perhaps a little too simple, possibly, yeah. And that it could really, and it and it should hopefully. And we've never done this. Play it with the expansion, but it would be nice to play it with the expansion and just see how far they've taken that complexity because yeah. it does need it. It's like when we we're playing that uh, Castle Panic. Yeah, Castle Panic really comes into its own with the Wizard's Tower expansion. And yep. you think, okay, finally they've they've twist they've they've got the feedback from the I don't world. know from the world <laughs> once they've released it and gone, okay, yeah, maybe the, maybe we could do better, um, but how how can we build off that foundation and make it a better, smarter, cleverer game? Do you know what's interesting about that is both of these games are defend the castle games. Yes, they're both the ones they're talking about, and they do both play relatively simply in the base game. But it's still, and I'm moving a little bit here into the next section, which is theme, it still really has that defend the castle sort of feel, even though it's quite simplistic. All you're doing is running around and putting out fires and you're getting attacked from this side, so you get to run over to this side and put out this fire. You're getting attacked from that side, so you get to yeah. run over there. But that's what it is. That's what the yeah. game is supposed yeah. to be. So, Okay, well, you're right. We are moving a little bit into the theme. So I'll talk about theme now. Yeah. Um, so I gave this one... Okay, look, I want to give it a three and three and a half, but I'm going to give it a four. Wow, I gave it a five. Okay, cool. Look, for me, what I love firstly about this theme is that it's a transition from the tiny epic kingdoms, and I think that's a great idea. It's a different game play, different game style, but you're basing it off another world that they'd previously made with a completely different mechanic. And that's, that's cool. That's clever. I like that. So I was really intrigued about how they were going to do that and I think, I think they've done a, a great job. The thing I'm not so, yeah, about, fire counters. Fire counters that happen in the water uh, and on the ocean. I mean, maybe I'm it's nitpicking on the coast. here. It's not technically on the ocean. Yeah. So maybe you've got some huts on the coast or maybe a little lighthouse and that's on fire. Okay. Yeah, f- fair enough. Uh, but it doesn't seem like you're killing anything. And again, maybe this is my boy mentality, I suppose. Nothing's but dying. The game's nothing, not good enough. But you're, you're swatting the flies and the, com- the same flies are coming back every time. Yep. And that's not as satisfying as 
something coming towards you in, in, you know, like giant wasps coming through to you and you grab them as trophies once you've knocked them down and killed them. You know, you know that cannot come on back. But there'd be bigger bad things coming back, coming your way as well, you know. so, But it just feels like, okay, I've knocked this thing away, but I know this card's coming back again. Not 100% satisfying for me. That's okay. all I'm saying. What I do like about it is that there is a really nice blend of fantasy characters. Yes. I like the combination of using mer people and orcs and elves and halflings and centaurs, you know, yep. dragons. And the bad guys who attack as well. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. harpies and the giant Minotaurs wasps. I don't know where the giant wasps are coming in fantasy, but you know. They'll be there somewhere. Yeah. Someone's written a book with giant wasps in it. Either way, I do like that that combination, that, that higgledy-piggledy mismatch of a whole bunch of mythical creatures just thrown into this game. And shake shake the small box and see you know, which ones are good and which ones are bad. Yeah, exa- well, it yeah, feels exactly. a little bit like that. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, I would have thought that was a bad guy. No, that's a good guy. Oh no, that's a bad guy. Best and worst. Okay, my best for this game, and I really hate it when I say this because it sounds like I don't like the game, but I do like the game. But my best is the artwork. Yeah. I really like the artwork in this. I think it's, I don't know, it's just, it's very attractive to me. It sparks the imagination Mm. and it just Mm. really pulls in that fantasy theme and I really like the artwork for that reason and that's my best. And I hate saying that because it sounds like I don't like the gameplay, but I do like the gameplay. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Defend the Castle um, as well, but for me this game feels like they've got the balance right. Uh, yes, it's a simplistic game, but it feels like it's just the right amount of difficulty. And I know that you can add in extra cards if you find it too easy, but for me, it feels like we're winning half the time. Yep. You know, it's it's yep. not it's not a guaranteed win every time you shuffle the deck, which is great. Um, my worst is wasted actions. Every now and again, you'll get a turn where it's your turn and you've got three actions to use and you can't use the action on the spot where you are or the ones next to it, the abilities. You can't use your ability. You can't make it to a place that's on fire to put down the fire and and even if you use your actions to move over there, there's almost no point because there's someone else who's going to put out that fire first. And so everyone just decides at the end that you just won't use your actions. And there's a few games. Yeah, wiggle the mouse. Yeah, there's a few games out there that have these wasted actions and I don't like it because I feel like I want to be contributing with every single action and so when they're wasted like that it's just I don't know it's just Mm, a bit of a mm. downer and sometimes you you need to win you need to waste those moves as well because you want to if to use all those actions you'd be like moving and you to move off that card yeah it's not what you want to do no exactly so yeah uh, for me, the, my worst is it does feel like it needs an expansion. And I'm glad they've made an expansion, but it just feels like you've played it three or four times and you go, what's next? Yeah. So uh, great, a uh, great idea that they have done one and I can't wait to play it. Final thoughts. For me, it's just... Another great addition to the Tiny Epic series. 
Um, for me, I said it's a surprisingly light Defend the Castle game. Even though it looks heavy, it's really not when you play it. So buy if? Yep. Um, buy if you want a simple game that you can play solo. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I've got um, buy if you want a nice-sized travel co-op game. Um, buy if you're into heavy fantasy but are new to board games. Nice. Good one. And I've got buy if you want an easy setup and a fast-paced game. And my last one is buy if you want to challenge yourself with pronouncing all the character names. <laughs> You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us, podcast at allmannerofthings.com. Or alternatively, you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Welcome, Welcome to the. <laughs> My name's Shondell. And I'm Anaman. 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 Tiny, two tiny epic defenders. Epic. Two epic, epic, epic defenders sitting on a log. <laughs> two epic defenders sitting on a log. Eating the most delicious bugs. Yum, yum. The way the play. I wrote this yesterday. <laughs> Item meeples are awesome. Item meeples. Me- me- the meeple meeples. in Spain falls <laughs> mainly on the plane. <laughs> We're so professional today. <laughs> Somehow I got the feeling I'm going to be editing this one.